All right, welcome back to the Boardman Podcast. Here with a very special guest today, Mr. Johnny Nelson, hey. ex cruiserweight world you don't champion. Understand, I'm casing the joint. <laughs> I walked into this place and I'm just flabbergasted at. It's like nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've done some podcasts before, but I've never felt like nicking something. <laughs> <laughs> We have rubbed that out. This well, is nice. like, I like it. I've been to a lot of podcasts and I'd say this is the better best settled. Oh, and I'm honestly saying that because I'm here. Wow. It's air, it's nice. Oh, it feels yeah. like you're in someone's living room. Yeah. You're not oh, in a pokey little room. I did mm. one the other week with uh, George Groves podcast. Very good it is. And uh and I do one myself uh, for the Gloves Up Knife Down charity, but I'm taking some pictures when I leave here. So, uh, oh, like thanks, Johnny. That's nice. That's some inspiration. That means a lot. That means <laughs> a lot. I mean, Johnny, you're basically like the face. I would say you're the face of Sky Sports, boxing especially. You know, you're, you're everywhere. We've obviously been watching us, showing James some of the videos and stuff, everything you've been doing. Um, fucking brilliant. So I just love you know, it. No, I actually, as I walked in, the fight was playing. I thought, God, I've not watched that for ages. And, and I try not to because you put, you go through the ray of emotions. Yeah. You, you, and, and it's hard. You know, because you think, oh, my God, I remember that. God, Brendan was there. Um, and, and things have changed. Brendan's passed away. I'm not with my wife anymore, even though we're still good mates. And it's just you just look at all your friends there. and you the Boxing, it was the best, for me, it was the best time of my life. And I was fortunate enough to be in a couple of eras. Now, you might not know this guy. I was in an era of a guy called Harold Bomagrain. And, and he was a wicked fighter. He got knocked out against Julian Jackson. Uh, out in Marbe- out in Spain, uh, wicked fight. And then after that, I was in the era of Naz, Prince Hamid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I was the older one of the crew. Should have been really um, exciting. And again, it was we were the Brat Pack. We travelled everywhere together. We had such a laugh. And But growing up in the gym, it was... Even now, when I walk in the gym, the smell, the vibe, the atmosphere, it's home for me. Mm. Um, and, I, and I laugh because the youngsters that are in there, they'll do the same stuff that I did right. to the older boys saying, come on, old man, you're getting in. I'm thinking, you little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's yeah, that's just... What I used to do. Yeah, yeah. So when I look at old footage and old films, I just think, yeah, like this. I it's like just that. everything in there. I think, you know, boxing, especially, I'm, you know, I'm not a bloody boxer, but it's just so, it's such a, there's such a good community, it's such a good vibe, it's so good for you. It just, it means so much but to, it's not, to the people. The, that... and, and one thing I learned in boxing, and, and when you're talking about boxing, not everybody's into boxing. I thought the whole world was into boxing. Mm. Uh, and yeah. They're, but they're not. Yeah. So, so it's, yeah. but what captures people's imagination is, the story behind the fights, the story behind the fighter, what got him there, what made him do this. You might touch an A5, but that is an everybody's story. Yeah, yeah. it's like a kid next door kind of story. Yeah. yeah. And so when you do things like that, that's where people are, are engaged. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where people think, I'll check uh, that book and out. And what got you into boxing? What was the thing that, that, that catalyst? Uh, what got me into boxing? Because my brother boxed. Right. And, um, and I wanted to make friends. I didn't want to fight. I couldn't fight. I, like a teacher spoke to me at school. I'd cry. I just was. I was a bit of a pussy. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was, I've got. A, sorry, I can't swear. I'm trying to stop swearing. Uh, but I was how a old bit, you then? How old? Um, so I started boxing at 15, okay. 14, 15, going in the gym. Uh, I knew when I'd left school because our school was um, a Catholic school. I was an altar boy to the age of thirteen, and. Uh, and our school, it used to be an all-girls school. Mm. And what happened was they... Nice. They, I know. <laughs> we were second-year boys, guinea pigs. So, But it was the posh side of town. Right. So all my mates from school were from the posh side of town. 
I was from the ghetto. I was like, we had, we were poor. We weren't broke. We were poor. <clears throat> so, so at home on my own doorsteps, I knew, saw the guys around, but they weren't really my friends. So I thought, I need to make friends here. I'd left school. And you can see everybody going, going off doing the things in bunches. And I'm like, my brother, I always followed him everywhere. Mm. And um, he boxed. And so I said, can I go to a boxing club with you? He understood the, 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 the culture of a boxing club. And he said, if you can go to another boxing club and prove you want to do it, then you can come to my club, right. which was Brendan Ingle Club where I trained. And um, I pretended. When he left the house, I left the house. I'd wait around the corner. When he'd gone, I'd go back in the house again. Roughly knew what time he'd be coming back. I'd get out of the house and walk back. I would say so many bullshit stories about what I did in the gym. <laughs> what never happened, I'd make this stuff up. I so honest um, to admit that, really, because, you know, you, to be in a... To, to, to what, what you end up doing... Yeah, well, well, know, well, that, well, this is why I say, when you're born, people instinctively know their path. Some people know that instinctively know their path in life. Some people fall on fall on their path in life by accident. Some people are pushed on their path in life. I I was pushed on my path in, path in life by by what was happening around me. So I went to the gym, eventually where my brother went. The downside of going to the boxing club uh, was boxing. I didn't want to box. I just wanted to make friends. I wanted to have a circle of people to move with since I'd, now I'd left school. I didn't... Um, walk out of school I didn't even do exams so <clears throat> when came, you got hit you didn't like it at first I hated it I hated it was you naturally good on the pads you must have been no natural. no no trust me I was the, people didn't tell me I was shit behind my back they told me to my face <laughs> you are rubbish you're shit why are you boxing yeah. I came down to London for my one of my brothers lived down here uh, I'd left school for 15 because there's no point in staying for exams because my reading my handwriting was that of a 10 year old right. and it came down and worked in Brixton Market right. uh, and I sold uh, umbrellas and suitcases in Brixton Market okay. nice. and, uh, I did that at Hackney Wick do you remember Hackney Wick yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. So, yeah so we did it there we did yeah. it at uh, Battersea Power uh, Battersea Clock Tower I think it's called Okay. Uh, and we did it around there sold stuff around there for a year And but London I find now I like London hitting and running but then I found it a very cold place compared to being up north they weren't didn't seem to be as friendly right and uh, so you'd you'd travel to work and go home travel to work go home so i went back home again uh then started boxing at the gym there uh but i didn't want to fight i just wanted to make friends yeah and i had 13 amateur fights i won three yeah. um i turned professional because i thought i might as well get paid for this yeah. for losing i lost my first three professional fights and uh, on the trot, people said, you're rubbish. Why are you boxing? I thought, well, I'll do it to five fights. If I have five fights unbeaten, then, um, then I'll pack in. And so, so the first fight, uh, so I just, just because it was easy money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I, I Was won. it a decent wage back then? No, my first wage was £290. So wow. some kids are turning professional on a, on a million pound contract. Yeah. Mine was £290. Gosh. On average, I was coming out with 500 quid a fight then. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't great money and it cost me to actually fight. Yeah. Um, and I imagine but, health and all that kind of stuff was different back then. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so the stick I got <clears throat> from people when I was fighting, they said, you're rubbish, but I don't know why I stuck to it. I'd yeah. be in the dressing room thinking, yeah, it's crazy. shit, how long is three minutes? Because each yeah. round is three minutes. So I'm like, right. God, three minutes is a long time. Yeah. God, and you excite yourself out of yeah. it. Yeah. And, and now I'm older, I understand. When I was younger, I mistook nerves for fear. Right. So I always thought I was scared. But it was just and, nerves. I, and I thought, how comes everybody else can do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd look around me thinking, I've got the same training, same training, we're doing all the stuff, but why am I scared? 
And it wasn't till I probably got to my mid twenties, I understood I wasn't scared. It was it was yes. nerves. Okay. So once I understood that, I made fear my friend. I could mm. run with it. I'm like, I'm yeah. a kamikaze pilot. Because I understood that if I didn't have nerves, nerves are good. It's like a deer in the woods. You're like alert, you're on it. Yeah. But if you mistake it for fear, mm. it's fight or flight. So how do you know what it is? How do you know if it's nerves or fear? Because it's the same feeling, that same gut feeling, and you're thinking, you're on it, you're on point. Yeah. But you find yourself still in that situation. Right. Even though you're in that situation, you might not want to do it, you put yourself in that situation. Right. So in that situation, you're panicking about all the bad things and all the good things that can happen. That's nerves, that's instincts, because everything's alive, everything's yeah. on fire. It's like, right, this could happen, be prepared for that. So yeah. instead of just thinking about the bad things that can happen, yeah. you've got to think about, right, I'm switched on here, that could happen, this can happen, how am I going to... But, combat this Use your mm. it's just thinking yeah. up, thinking differently I used right. to think upside down so when I when I started doing well I didn't think I was good I just thought they were bad right. you understand so yeah. I was British champion I didn't think I was good I just thought they were bad different perspective on yeah, yeah. So whereas there were some guys <clears throat> they'd be boxing and they were mature in the ring I was a boy in a man's body yeah. so, so they were so they when they won they thought they were good I just thought I'm hustling my way through this right mm. yeah these guys are rubbish that I'm boxing. And if, if, you, if you were fearful, could you have done it? I'm guessing no, right? Because no, no. Yeah, because no. as soon as you get hit, you'd be like, no. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's an instinctive thing. Sometimes yeah. if you get hit and, you're, and you, you, you crumble straight away, yeah. you can get away with it once, maybe twice, but then it becomes a habit. Yeah. And so then you've already lost. Just when you go in the ring, you've already Yeah, so even though you don't want to go down, instinctively you go down because that's your... That's, that's, that's your yeah, I see that. It's your defence mechanism. This is really important for us because I know what you two are thinking. Yeah, little, he's, he's, little he's, fannies he's, over there. Yeah. So wherever we spar, <coughs> yeah. immediately, like they, they, oh, no, yeah, exactly. they're so scared of getting hit. No, that's and not he's, true. I get he's, pretty good. Yeah. he's pretty good. Such he can be good. Yeah. But as soon as I yeah. step it up a little bit, and as soon as they get hit, it's, there's a fear factor there. And I'm, try, I'm trying to get, I'm yeah, trying but to get but them over so, that. But we don't get angry and we lose our So you've got to break it down. What are you scared of? When you get hit, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Is that what you're scared of? No. He's, well, he's scared of like, you're, I know what he's scared of. He's scared of like, oh, it's going to mess his brain up or this con that. Being concussed, yeah. Long-term damage or being concussed. Yeah, because I've been concussed once and yeah. I was out of it for like a few weeks. Yeah. Quite mild. Not from boxing, from a yeah. skiing incident. Yeah. And uh, I always remember, what, I read, read loads about concussion and what it can do to your mind. And obviously you watch all these boxers who seem absolutely fine and then there's some who aren't, right? Yeah. So I was always thinking, my, I rely on my brain because I'm like, I'm into my scientist. Yeah. So I'm always thinking, if I how many hits can I take? Because I see him get Honestly, I mean, you would know a lot better, but I see him get hit pretty badly yeah. every time he goes in the ring. Yeah, and I'm like, got no footwork and no defense. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but okay, you're you're you know you're the expert here. He thinks I'm getting hit pretty badly. Yeah. For well, me, he's it's like a bloody nose. You know, so, so the reality is this: we are not used to getting hit. So if you walk, someone smashes you in the face, it's it's like every idea, every plan you had, yeah, is straight out of your window. Thinking, shit, that hurt. We yeah. have grown up getting hit. Yeah. What you guys are doing when you're sparring with each other, the best way to learn, to train, to enjoy it, when you're sparring, don't hit each other. In, don't hit each other in the head. Hit each other to the body. Yeah, yeah. So that's a leveler. Yeah. yeah, that's your level because you could hurt him. He could hurt you. Yeah. But but when you're hitting to the head, you're not going to throw as many punches because you're like shit. Shots coming. That's what yeah. we're doing. So there yeah. you're, you're more. Yeah. So you're not learning as much. Yeah. Yeah. Your fitness level isn't up there because you're not throwing as many punches. Mm -hmm. So if you're working to the body, you'll be throwing 200 shots to 300 shots around. Mm. If you're hitting to the head and body, you're going to throw maybe like 50 shots. Yeah. yeah. So you're not working. So your fitness could be so much better. And 
if, if you're doing body spine and you're learning so much more because you're looking for angles because yeah. you don't want to hit the elbow. Well, that's yeah. what we do. We body, yeah. we body yeah. spine a lot. Yeah. And he likes, he's, James is like, okay, I've had a couple of rounds of body spine. Let's do head. Yeah. yeah. But, and that's what I'm saying. So, so number one, unless you're doing it for a profession of to get paid, why are you head sparring? What were your, your what you see? So that's where I get my um, sort of reaction. Better, yeah, but your reactions can be better because you can block, block, slip. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it's not just taking a shot. Yeah, it's blocking the shot, slipping yeah. shot. Now yeah. and again, a shot will go away and whack you in the face. Yeah, swallow yeah. it. Yeah, don't think. Oh shit, you hit me in the face. What have you done that for? Yeah, that's what is slip, slip. And that and that way, you will learn so much more. Right, in our gym. That's how our gym. That's how we trained. <laughs> what body sparring? Body sparring. Okay, okay. We only open sparred as in head and body three weeks before a fight. Ah, okay. And we would do that probably, um, we'd probably do it three, six hard sessions of open sparring. Right. So the rest of the time we're body sparring. And what happened in our gym, we, we had a reputation of being a very skillful gym. And the reason why we had that reputation because when you're hitting to the body, you've got to find gaps in there, under there, yeah. there, there. So you're like, so yeah. harder, yeah. talking shots. And then when you transfer that to the head, you're whack, 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 whack. And your punch yeah. picking is perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's you perfect. get a lot more worn out doing body sparring because yeah. you're doing so many more punches, yeah. like you said, the 200. Yeah. When you so sorry, the whole it. point of doing what you're doing it's for fitness and fun. Yeah. You'll have much more fun body sparring than you will head sparring. Okay. We're led to believe okay. Anthony Yard does the no head sparring. He just it's, does body sparring. Some, I, yeah. I read somewhere, I think it was Anthony Yard or someone that a really top professional that they don't really do head sparring. No, they don't. They'll head I actually used to get so much flack yeah. and that the establishment is saying, look, they, 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 they don't body spar. It's a garbage gym. Our gym, we, we produce five world champions mm. at, at, at 12... Eight British champions, to, uh, no, sorry, eight European champions, 12 um, uh, British champions. So to say we're doing it wrong, we're doing something right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You understand? And, that, and, and there's not, there are not many fighters, but I could name one or two that have come out of our sport that are a bit punch drunk. Yeah. Their speech yeah. is a bit affected. Mm -hmm. their, yeah. their, their timing, their mobility and everything is affected. Do you, so so if, if you're training yeah. and you're open and work, getting hit to the head every day, sparring so say for instance you did five six rounds a day yeah and each one of those six rounds a day you got hit to the head let's say 20 times yeah. at, per round yeah so you've got to figure it out yeah. six times what, what's that 120 yeah. uh that's 120 times a day each time you spar if you're doing it five days a week mm. you know you're talking 700 six, seven, 600 600 yeah. times in the head yeah a week yeah and then you're doing it over over a month that that's that's 2,200 times a, a month you're getting hit in the head. Yeah. Yeah. So why would you not be brain damaged? Yeah. Mm -hmm. why this would is what I'm not, saying to that, him. Why exactly. would that not affect you eventually yeah. down yeah. the line? He's head sparring two or three times a week, right, when we were I away. Was, I was, yeah. and, 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 and each time, he'll get hit a lot, but he'll get about three rocks where he's like that and he sort of just yeah. for a few, and I'm like, you've got to stop doing yeah. this all the time because you're yeah. not a professional fighter. Yeah. And uh, he gets tired and he won't be blocking himself properly. And I, as a friend, I'm just like, look, I've watched that, and I'm and and I think you should not. I think you should do less. Trust me, unless it's your living, it's not worth it. Yeah. Because right now you're young and you're enjoying it. You're enjoying who you are. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm so glad yeah. you said that. Yeah. Same. No, he, need, he needed yeah. to hear. He needed to hear it because he loves it. He loves getting hit. But it's going to do. What is your damage? It's our own ego. Yeah. yeah, and this is a human nature. It's our own ego. Yeah. So, so to fight, you don't have to be a hard man, right? You've got to be a smart <laughs> yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so our ego is our biggest supporter and our biggest enemy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our ego can get us ruined or make us a king of the hill. Mm -hmm. Now you've got to think a bigger picture. And I see many fights. 
I've been on both sides of the fence. I've seen many fighters give their all for a crowd, crash, bang, wallop. And then years later, I've seen them when they've retired. They can't speak straight. They can't yeah. tie their own shoelaces. They can't wipe their own ass. Yeah. And you think, was it worth it? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and you got it. when you're young, you don't care. Yeah. yeah. When you're younger, you, you don't care. But when you get older, you think, yeah. why did I do that? Do, do, do some my, my thing, Johnny, on it is like, you know, we, we're doing a podcast. We get, oh. We've had a lot of boxers on, you know. They, they say it off camera. They won't say it on camera. Like, we're quite strong. Yeah. Like, they're actually quite good if they, if they can be pushed. They love it. They absolutely love it. He came to Malta for just to box with me. Yeah. Like, who, who does that, you know? Just, and he's not a boxer. So they love it. And I, I said to him, I said, look, if, if this keeps going well, in like six months or a year, you might have a little YouTuber that calls yeah. you out and says, okay, fight for 100 grand, which, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Something stupid. Where... As a man, you're gonna you're not gonna turn that down, yeah, are you? And they've right, they right. both gone, no, of course not. So my thing is, well, get a little bit ready now, yeah. So you're just feeling comfortable. So, and, and from their side as well, like I've I've done quite a lot now where they think it's terrible, and I'm like, the people that get punch drunk or you know end up what you just said, they've you know they've had like they've gone through so, exactly what so, you said, so, loads of fights. So to prepare for something like that, that's something that could happen. You want to make sure you're skillful and prepared. Right. So skillful is work on your skill. Body sparring is your skill. Right, okay. So so you're, you're preparing. So say, for instance, somebody does call you out, then then you've got the skill. The only difference between body sparring and head sparring is probably two weeks. And that two weeks is timing because the, what you're doing there, you've got to have the confidence to do there. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then you've got to feel comfortable to stand in close, in punch distance, to let your combinations go mm. and get off. Yeah. It's two weeks of transition. Yeah. And that's it. So, so when you don't have to, don't do it. Because by the time you get to fight, you need to be fight fresh, smart. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so and that's why <clears throat> the whole point is, it's like in sport, in, in boxing, drugs don't make you a better fighter. They don't make you any better than the next man. Drugs will make you stronger. They'll make you, uh, can make you stronger, uh, help you lose weight. They don't make you a better fighter. Mm. But, and so it's down to the skill. Right. I'd, I'd beaten three drug treats, drug cheeks in boxing. It's the sweetest feeling ever yeah. because that answers your question. So guys that have done it, do you think, mm. I want to get ahead? If you want to get ahead in case somebody does call you out, get your skill shit together mm -hmm. because all of a sudden you think, oh my God, this boy's on it. Yeah. Where's he know that from? Because you start to think of so many different variations. Yeah. Yeah. And you could go to a pub, you see two guys fighting. You can time how long the fight's gonna last. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean you can tell, yeah, yeah, when you're yeah, pub yeah. fighting, it's yeah. just lashing out. Like yeah. yeah. it's, it's not so, control. So what I'm saying to you is, you can have fun. I still spar now. Yeah. I go to the gym body. once or twice a week. Yeah, body sparring, yeah. ain't sparring. Yeah. I go to the gym once, once or twice a week with a bunch of guys from my, my, uh, the gym I train at, uh, the weights gym I train at, and, and we spar. Now these guys yeah. are proper big units. Yeah. yeah. And they look the part. Yeah. And and I know for fights, if we did open sparring, I'd smash them, but it's not fun. Mm. I want them to come back, so we want to have fun. Yeah. So you're so, just getting your movement. Yeah, I'm getting my movement. Yeah. They're whacking away. Yeah, so good. You know, I'm giving yeah. them my body, and, and they're like, oh, <laughs> smashing yeah. away. So everybody's enjoyed themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's walking away with a headache. They're That's telling what, all their mates they sparred with Johnny Nelson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's nobody, why we're in no, such good shape. That's yeah, like, nobody's <laughs> going home with a headache. No. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody wants to come back next week. But yeah, if you're open exactly. sparring every week, you're thinking, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. That's really yeah. insightful. I can't man. body spar these because I, I drop them every time. <laughs> 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 well, well, do you want to show Johnny some videos? But body spar is <laughs> that little... Uh, yeah, body sparring <laughs> is a leveller. Yeah. And, and yeah. you can get it yeah. with someone that's smart. Prince Asim Hamid, 
You know when you split course, the yeah, yeah. Mohammed, yeah. he used to body spar with heavyweights. Right. Right. So yeah. when he got into fight, he could just take it. He battered kids yeah. and he his was weight. So and good, you're man. thinking, well, how's that work? So so remember, that's a smaller and shorter, but faster. Yeah. The heavyweights are bigger and stronger. So they've got to get there to so they benefit as well, because they've got to get their timing yeah. to get this little fast fighter. So every one of their shots, Naz is getting about eight in. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And they've got to time it, get the timing. Yeah. So yeah. if a big heavyweight can time hitting a, a hitting a featherweight, then he knows when he's up against somebody else's own sides, another heavyweight, mm. his speed is gonna be ridiculous compared yeah. to his opponent. For Naz, spying with a heavyweight, he's been lent on push back, push about. Yeah. So when he gets in there with somebody's own weight, he can handle they'll be like, yeah. shit, this man's like a brick wall. Yeah. So everybody benefits. And that's why body spine's a leveler. Right. And but it's just and it's just the tricks of the trade. Yeah, it's great and, advice. And, yeah, it's just yeah. it's the tricks of That's the trade. That's really good advice. You want to body so, Johnny? Going back though, Johnny, to, to so you started, so you weren't naturally, no. you know, inclined. You didn't like it. You realised then at some point, six or seven fights in, or you said like early twenties, you realised at that point, hold on, it's not fear. It's nerves. Yeah, and that's when you sort of change. That's when I changed. Right. And so then it was the once I understood that. Remember, I'd been through a lot of ups and downs. Winning, losing, people telling you how rubbish you are, and if if I if, if people keep saying it, you start to believe it. Yeah. So you've got to have that mentor. That mentor can come in all shapes and sizes: father, brother, sister, girlfriend, mm. boyfriend, friend, coach. Yeah. You know, I would. And so that mentor said, "Look, if you listen to me, stick to this line, you'll be all right. Ignore what they're saying. They don't know you. They don't know what you're going through." I was fortunate to have Brendan Ingle. He was my mentor, coach, mm -hmm. friend. Yeah. He he knew me inside out. He knew how to work me. And I stuck to it. So when everybody said, Jack him, Johnny, you're no good, he said, stick by it. You right. will be world champion. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to believe it because you can't see it, but he could. Yeah. I stuck to it. Yeah. And so... He meant so much to you as yes, well. Yeah, uh, to get yeah. wisdom, you've got to go through experiences, both good and bad. Mm -hmm. So you can't always have the good time and think, yeah, shit, this is a great, great experience. Because you're not, you're learning one side of the coin. 100%. You've got yeah. to go through bad experiences as well. So you're prepared for the two. And so once you've gone through experience... That gives you wisdom. Yeah. So when you've got wisdom, you know what not to do and what to do. Yeah. yeah. So on my journey, I was winning, losing, drawing, people saying I'm shit and everything. And I was having to deal with all the good, the positives and the negatives. So when my time came and I actually became champion, no one was going to rock me. Nobody could tell me anything to say mm. I wasn't X, Y, Z. Because you had it. Because I'd gone through all the experiences yeah. Yeah. to deal with it. Yeah. So once I, once I knew I could do it, but it wasn't official... I thought, right, you know what, I just need the, the option now. Because I had two cracks at world title. The first one I drew uh, for the WBC title yeah. in 1990. Second one I lost on point a few years later. Third one was my th th final. I stuck at it where people said, you know, good, we don't want to watch you, you're boring. Well, all this sort of stuff. I stuck at it. Then the third one, that's when my, my boxing life really, really began. Mm -hmm. So at the time when I was boxing for the world title, I drew the first one. And ball draw, second one. People walk away and think, that's it, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. But I knew... If I had a box to the best of my ability and given it my all, that's the time when you want to have that serious conversation yeah. with yourself to say, I can't do it. But I knew I didn't. I knew for some reason or another, I, I, I thought I was scared. I thought I wasn't as good as the rest of them. But once it all clicked and I, I knew it wasn't fear, it was nerves. Yeah. I knew what I could do and what, what I was capable of doing. Then I was chomping at the bit, chomping at the bit and I knew... And I actually, I was one of the few fighters in the world that believed he was the best fighter in the world. Right. Now, that's an arrogant thing to say, mm -hmm. because in this world right now, we've just got under 8 billion people on, on Earth. 
So to think you can be 8 billion people is some balls and arrogance. Mm. But you, as a fighter, you've got to think selfishly like and think, yes, yeah. I can. But I, I just want to... Yeah. But I really believed it. It didn't yeah. matter if you guys believed it. Yeah. I believed and I thought, Nobody, no man is yeah. beating me. What did Brendan instill in you, though? What, like, if you could think of one thing, was he, was he just like, because I know, you know he meant yeah. a lot to you, was he just like a father figure? Did he give you that confidence? Did he... Did he did he sort that fear? What did what did that? Brendan, what's the one single so thing you could think? Right, teach that's you, what. Schools teach you to remember. Brendan taught you to think. Right. So when you think, you've got to use your brain. Look at situations, weigh up situations, weigh up weigh up how things could be or shouldn't be or or should be. He t- it wasn't just boxing. He taught you. It was life skills. That's so you. true. Mm-hmm. Schools teach you, know? you to remember. They do. Yeah. So yeah. that's exactly. And not think. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So 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 when now when you left school, you need to think. You mm. use your 100%. brain. Nobody's teaching that. Yeah. He my schooling started when I met Brendan. Now my education. education How old were you when started. you met him? I I met Brendan when I was fourteen, fifteen. Right. Now my education started. And my education started then. Right. And that I'm great at reading people, reading the room, reading the situation. When I first went in the gym, Brendan said. Tell me who you are. Uh, what's your name? And he went, uh, I said, uh, Johnny Nelson. He said, stop. Face the wall. And I could do it with any, to any of you guys and I know exactly what will happen when you do it. And okay, you do it. Face that wall. Tell me about yourself for two minutes. Just face the wall. <laughs> Come on. Huh? I'm sat here then. <laughs> face the wall. Face the wall. Like, like Stand up. Huh? Right. Touch the wall. Or just no, face no, it? just face the wall. And remember, you've got to ignore everything that anybody's saying around you. Off you go. Uh, hi, I'm Matt. Where'd you get that shirt from though? It's a bit crude. Carry on, don't oh, stop. Come Hi, on. I'm Matt. Uh, actor, right? And that's going bald as well. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. Okay, turn back around again. So the whole point is, so the whole point is you're thinking, shit, I've got to actually talk about myself. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a lot harder sure. than... He's teaching you to think, yeah. have confidence within yeah. yourself, validation within yourself, ignoring all the shit, yeah. like me, Sorry, saying stuff to, stuff to you. Because when you're walking in a ring, and I've had it, trust me. I was in, in Brazil. I've got some bots in a place called Doncaster in Melbourne. Uh, everywhere. And they're shouting, you bad bastard going in. You've got to be mentally strong enough mm-hmm. to smile. Sticks and right, stones. And even more yeah. so if someone hitting you in the, in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sticks and stones may break your bones. Yeah. How much does that help you in real life, though, as well? Oh, God, massively. Yeah. Massively. Yeah. I always tell this story about... I was asked once when I was first encountered racism. It was around the, um, um, uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, I'm thinking, I can't really remember. I'm thinking about thinking. But growing up in Sheffield, like, yeah, it's, Sheffield, a, it's a very like, Asian-based yeah, community. Like, I can't remember. Well. But then I had to think about thinking, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Because mm-hmm. to me, because of my, because of how I'd been schooled by Brendan, I actually kind of forgot. Forgot. Yeah. You know, it's how you deal oh, well. with it. Now, 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 basically, there was there was one occasion when I was younger, which was wasn't down to racism. That was ignorance. Uh, the other occasion was the best for me. The best thing could happen. So I'm, I'm at school. Um, the posh boys want to go ice skating to the ice skating ring. I'm the only black guy amongst them. Oh, sorry. There's there's one other guy called Ricky. He always played football, so he wasn't one of the boys. Anyway, so we went ice skating. When I went down to this ice skating ring and um, I couldn't ice skate, but we all ice skating having a laugh. Came back to giving the boots and you give your shoes swap. And the manager, the owner of the place was there and he took my boots. I could see my shoes and I've stood there and everybody's getting served around me. And I'm like, can I get my shoes please, mate? He said, have you got a ticket? I went, no. He said, where's your shoes? I went, you just took them. 
Yeah. He said, have you not, you've not got a ticket? I said, no, and I've not got no shoes. He said, well, you're gonna have to wait until everybody's, uh, until everybody's taking the shoes. I don't want you taking someone else's shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've got no minute. shoes yeah. on. Yeah. You've just took my shoes. Yeah. <clears throat> so about an hour had gone past, everybody's queuing up, handing in, taking the stuff back. Now I know this guy's been a shit. And the cleaner's like looking, like shaking her head. She knew what he was doing. And and he wants me to try and get over there so they can rough me up and slim me out of the place. And I'm waiting, I'm like, anyway, it got to a point where the lights went out and he just walked off, you know, and I'm stood there barefoot. Right. And the cleaner just took the shoes and went, go on, get off. I took the shoes. Wow. I thought, what a shit. Yeah. Still, I didn't think that was a racist thing. I thought he was just a shit. Yeah. And then a few years later, me and my friend in Sheffield, we did a, we did a, we'd had a, we had a, an R and B. Uh, no, well, it was funk and acid night then. So we'd hire clubs and uh, we'd get an attic, we'd get, we'd set it up. We'd, we'd play a bit of funk, reggae, acid and everything. Mm -hmm. So my job was to find a club, phoned up for the club. And uh, I found, and so he, there was a club next door to the ice skating ring, which I'd forgotten about. And uh, and I said, yeah, we, we want to hire your place. He said, what kind of event is it? I told him the kind of music we were going to play and what the event was about. So he knew. So he said, yeah, come down, let's have a chat, we'll have a meeting, we'll talk about it. I went, great. Put my blazer on and everything, got my little briefcase in the week, going down like I'm a businessman, walked in the place, it was two o'clock in the afternoon. There's two bouncers on the door of an empty building and uh, like an, off an, an, an office, his office, I'm like, why they got bouncers? Big guys, I'm like, what are these guys here? There's nobody around, must be cashing up. So I walked in, this guy sat at the table and as he sat at the table, he's like writing, all I can see is the top of his head. And I'm stood there, I'm like, <clears throat> and he went, yeah, go on. All I can see is the top of his head. And I'm like, uh, my name's Johnny, and it's hard talking to someone's top of it. I've not even looked at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and we want to put an event on, and he said, what kind of music is it? Yeah, he went, sit down, mate. Sat down. Then he looked up at me, and straight away I thought, fuck, it's that guy again. But I was a kid Oh, then. the same guy? Yeah, I thought, wow. fuck. But I was a kid then, so he won't think it's the same guy, and I'm quite sure he didn't think it was me anyway. And um, he said, I've got a problem. I'm sorry for using this language because I don't like this, the That's word. Fine. I've got a problem. And what's that? He said, well, the kind of music you're playing. You see, you've got, you've, got, you've got black people and you've got niggers. I'm like, huh? He said, and that kind of music you play, a lot of niggers come in and they stink their ass. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Now, straight away, I'm like, what? How old were you then? I was probably... 1819. Okay, okay. I'm like, what? And I'm boxing. I'm like, yeah, I was gonna say, you're still what? boxing at this point as well. <laughs> well I used to get upset when I was younger. I'd start yeah. crying. And I'm like, and so I'm like, you, I'm something, I want to smash this guy. Yeah. Now I'm remembering, remember, I'm at the gym. Brendan's telling you about how to deal with situations. So this is why it comes, I thought, you can't collect it. Yeah. And so this guy, he said, yeah, so you know what? So he knew what I was there for because I spoke to him on the phone. He said, you know what? So I know I don't really want that shit in here, but. Yeah, good luck. I thought, you fucker. So I went to stand up to get out, get out and I went, the chair, the chair went on the floor, door, boom, flew open with those bouncers there. Oh. And I thought, then I knew I thought, you fucker. So I went, thanks for your time and walked out. I was so mad. I was so, so mad. I can imagine. And yeah. I thought, why are people so f fucked up? Yeah. And, and that's that ignorance you were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, so, so, so years have gone on now. 
Never, I'd never forgotten that. that. Years ago, I now start, got myself a bit of a name in Sheffield. I'd, I'd done well, and the City Hall were giving me an award for achievements, and it was all the prominent businessmen in and around the city. Now, City Hall was packed out. They told me to come down. Remember, it's years later. And uh, as I walked in, all the businessmen were on the stage, the crowd are there for the award. And as I walked in, I clocked him. I went, yes, I've got you. <laughs> so as I walked in, I'm... Nice. I go on the stage, I shake everybody's hand. How you doing? How you doing? Thanks for inviting me. How you doing? Got to him, got his hand and held on to his hand. I looked at him and said, I remember who you are and you remember who I am. Now, by the time I, I get to the end of this queue, if you're still here, I'll tell him everything you did and everything you said and what sort of person you wow, are. Yeah. And this guy's eyes, like you could see him like thinking, because these are his peers now. He's working with these people. Right. And like, you could see him thinking, fuck, and then shook his hand. <laughs> I, got, really I, got you, like, yeah, I got you moved on higher so, man response yeah, so, you know? so by the time I got to it the end of the queue shaking my hand I saw the door he'd gone I tell that story to everybody because I could have easily take the shit out of him or just yeah, said yeah, I yeah, shit, kick the shit out of him or yeah. really and that, that point just him. grabbed him up yeah. but I thought it was the sweetest feeling not reacting how he wanted me to react the first time the second yeah. time but in the third time, I, I reacted how Brendan wanted me to react, yeah. Yeah. which was right. smart. And it was the sweetest feeling. I could have slapped him and got beaten up from it. Yeah. The slap would have lasted five minutes. But it was the sweetest feeling. So now I thought, that's what Brendan's teaching you to think, mm. not to remember. He's yeah. teaching you to think. You've got to think about situations. You've got to think about how bad is it? You know, right, someone said something. That's not your, my problem. That's your problem. Mm. You know, so it's how you deal with it. And so, for me, it's how you deal with many situations and, and people think automatically, I'd have hit him, I'd have done this, that, and the other. And it took a lot of patience and, and soul surgery because I was mad at myself for not mm -hmm. doing anything at the yeah. time. Mm -hmm. But when that happened, I just thought, thank you, Lord, because yeah. I just thought yeah. that was the sweetest feeling. That's now right. this guy could, have, could never go to any business events or anything just in case I rocked yeah. up to yeah. embarrass him. Now yeah. this guy, and funny thing was, I the went- The response is bigger. Like, <clears> yeah. yeah. The funny thing was, I went rollerblading uh, <laughs> uh, about three weeks ago. This is the honest truth. I went rollerblading about three weeks ago with my, with my girlfriend. And uh, and it was the old ice skating ring, uh, but it's changed into, into boards now. And as I walked in, this guy's there. He's still yeah. there. And I'm like, he still owns a place. I thought, <laughs> like, yes. And so That's brilliant. I noticed how I went, remember that guy I told you about? That's him. Oof, and this guy, oh, wow. he's looking, thinking, is that really him? <laughs> and I after to, everything you've yeah, achieved. After everything I've done, yeah, is that really him? And the guy's there and he's like clicking on the door of his, that he did 40, whatever, 50 years, 30 years ago. Clicking, we went in rollerblade and I can't rollerblade. I went four times around, fell and then I killed some kid. Um, and then and came up, but it was so nice. Cause I thought, karma, yeah. you've got to know how to deal with things yeah, differently. So true, you don't yeah. have to be aggressive. You don't have to just use your brain. Yeah, yeah. I think, not, yeah, being at the Ingle gym just yeah. instilled all that. Yeah. Yeah, you know massively. foundations in, yeah. in you that's unlike most boxers you know like what you hear from most boxers you yeah. know if they get told something anything they don't like then it kind of kicks off yeah. but I think that thinking because that's what I always thought you don't get taught to think in school as I grew up I learned how to think for myself right and some people don't they yeah. never have the, 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 the privilege to do what, yeah. have what you've had and to think really think intelligently for yourself and I think we were saying earlier on the world at the moment is like a noisy place right yes. it's very hard to be on your own in your own brain Everyone's always like putting on a podcast or putting on a YouTube video, phoning their friends. So that ability to think and be on your own and say, okay, actually, I'm good here. But, but how often? So we spend all the time in the gym training our bodies. 
how do we train our mind? And, mm. and, and nobody thinks about that must train in that mind. And mm. so how to do that, when I bought, was because I, I understood, when at the times when I thought I was scared, the biggest voice was me my, in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd go for a run. I'd yeah. think, oh God, I'm tired. My knees hurt. My back's hurt. How far have I got left? And yeah. so I'd put earphones on so I could learn a little further. So yeah. And you can link them both together. You can uh, link them both together. Boxing, fitness. Without a doubt. Body without out, body without a doubt. So, so I'm, I've got my earphones on now so I can run a little further. But then I thought to myself, well, how am I training that? Mm-hmm. Because I'm distracting that mm-hmm. from listening to my body, mm-hmm. having the argument with my body to mm-hmm. push myself even further. Yeah. So I've got the earphones on. So I'm not benefiting this, I'm benefiting that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's no point in having great that if you've got garbage this. Yeah. So now, I start to, so I take the earphones off. I wouldn't yeah. train with them in. Okay. I'd, I had music in the gym, we'd have a bit of fun and everything. Yeah. But, but if I went running, when it was just me, mm-hmm. I wanted to hear everything. I wanted to have the argument in my head between doubt and power, between mm. weakness and yeah. strength, yeah. between yeah. give myself saying. an excuse yeah. and give myself inspiration. Yeah. So I knew if I was in a situation and I was, I was, I was, my mind was drifting, I was bored, I knew I had the discipline to do what had to be done. Yeah. But nobody trains their mind. And that's how you train your mind. On a Monday, now I fast on a Monday. Right. I fast on a Monday. The whole not, day? Not for, yeah. yeah, not for religious reasons but for the self-discipline reasons to know I can do it because it's a transferable skill. Yeah. Stop eating on a Sunday night at six o'clock, start eating again Monday, Monday night at six o'clock. Yeah. I can drink, I'll have, I'll have coffee or water uh, on the Monday. And it's hard. At yeah. times when you're hungry, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm starving. Yeah. But when you've done it, you feel that little bit stronger mentally yeah. thinking, yeah. I have the ability to have discipline. Yeah. And that's a transferable skill. Because- that's the difference with, you know, getting success and that's yeah. it's, it's that mindset yeah it's a mindset so once you know you've got the, the dis- mental discipline yeah. to do it once do it twice do mm. it every Monday mm-hmm. then you think I'm going to try something else mm. yeah you keep but, trying but, to but if you try to brain. say stop smoking mm. and at times when you're weak you think oh, I can't do it man yeah. because you never know if you know it but once you know you're capable yeah. of doing meant something that gives you the strength to do something else yeah. is that a something promise else? to yourself that you're making would you say that's what it is because a friend of mine fed he said look I've never broken a promise to myself ever. Yeah. So if he says, I'm not going to drink for three months, that's it. No cheating. Yeah. So he's got this mental thing that he's actually told me his dad instilled in him. Is, would you say that's what this is, where you're saying, okay, I'm going to fast every Monday. Is that a promise you make to yourself? Yeah, to yourself. But you do that promise because the only person that's going to suffer or benefit from you doing that yeah. is you. Yeah. yeah. And if you've repeatedly let yourself down over the years... Why, you, why, would, you not other, why would you not think everybody else is going to let you down? Yeah. If I don't love me, why would I think you're going to love me? Mm. If I don't, if I let myself down, why do I not think you let me down? And why yeah. do I not think they'll think I let me down? Yeah. So, so it's about self-validation. Yeah. It's about being comfortable in oneself. Yeah. And so when you've done that, and yeah, maybe you're naive thinking people will think like you, but but you've got to think to yourself, you've got to you've got to you've got to think to yourself, I am my most important cheerleader. I am my, my, I'm the, the my, I'm my deadliest enemy. And if I look at myself like this, why would I? Why would nobody else see that in me? Mm. Why would yeah. I not think, yeah, he's going to do this, that, and the other? You yeah. know, you're mirroring your yeah. own. You're both the, yeah. the top and the bottom. You're top your and deadliest the bottom. Yeah. Enemy That's and what I'm your saying. Best. And, and yeah. so, so, so it's about mindset. It's about yeah. where you want to go, how you want to be. You get up in the morning, you think. Yeah, your mind you think, plays tricks yeah, on you. You, you, need... you feel a bit shitty. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you start to go down the, the avenue of yeah. like the shitty thoughts. Oh, like, something's God, wrong with me. Yeah, it's messy day. Oh, God. Or, and you know what it's going to lead to, you're yeah. gonna, it's going to fuck the rest of your day up. Yeah. Or you can think, 
what we can do today. We'll do this, Daniel. Yeah. This, this is your argument. Your perspective. If yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, is this is actually good. I'm feeling good. Just change yeah. your perspective. Yeah, yeah, just change. You choose. But most of it is easier to choose the negative than the positive. Yeah. Because yeah. negative <laughs> uh, energy has like 20 times more than like a... Ne- That's why I remember it got... When X Facts would come on, then they'd put someone who was really bad at singing. Yeah. Everybody would tune into that yeah. over the good singer because negative energy has... That's what they relate like to. The mind, because the it's mind easier is, to uh, think negatively about it. When I go and yeah. speak in schools, colleges, businesses, my job is to motivate uh, mindset and, and, and strength. Okay. And, and so, so in doing that, I've got, especially to students, I say, look, we've all got a special about us. We've all, we're all, we all have something special about us, but not everybody knows what it is. Mm. For some, it might be acting. So some true. might be an athlete. It might be a scientist, stop it, stop a cop, whatever. It might, it might, it, it might, it might. But what I'm saying is, we all have a special ability. Yeah. But not everybody finds it. So the ones that don't find it are, are the majority. Yeah. So the ones that do find it, you've got to think to yourself, you've got to feel comfortable to say, well, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, in this country, we feel uncomfortable at saying that you're actually good at something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and why not? Because I knew once I became world champion, I was the best fighter in the world. Yeah. And and if I was asked that, I'm like, yeah, I'm the best fighter in the yeah. world. You might think I'm an arrogant shit, but I really believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will own that. And so so when I'm asked about if I'd if I'd have beaten XYZ when I boxed, you say yes or no. Yeah, well, yeah, I would have done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and people think, who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. But it's about owning your special. Mm-hmm. It's about owning your power, getting your power and not giving it to people you don't even know. Yeah. And that, and that makes such a difference in, again, a transferable skill in family life, relationships, professional life, just socially. Yeah. It's just somehow you look at Do life. you think that's worse than ever now because of social media? Because a lot of stuff yeah. on social media gets, I wanted to ask you about, you know, the current kind of, you know, male to- toxicity and all this kind of stuff and social media and like how negative comments drive we said this like yeah. negative comments drive yes yeah, so, so if everything you're, on social if you're an media. actor businessman sportsman whatever even if you're a school kid what happens is this if you're if you put all the work into doing something and some armchair champion which is what i call them mm. they say something negative about you and it, it hurts you and you think bloody hell and then you start thinking about what they're saying and you start you start obsessing about what they're saying and it becomes an issue the biggest idiot isn't them. The biggest idiot is you. Yeah. It's it's you're, you're, because you're the one Let alone the that's getting yeah. getting up at stupid o'clock, yeah. training and committing yourself to all this yeah. time. And you've let somebody that's never done it before yeah. talk, tell you you're not good at it. Yeah. yeah. So you're the idiot. That, and, yeah. and the amount of athletes I know that, that have come off social media because of the nasty things that I've said. And I'm, I said, I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. You're the idiot, not them. That's human. If someone's nasty, they're nasty for whatever reason it is. If you've done all this work and you let someone that's never done it or never done it mm. to your level tell you you're rubbish and you listen to them and it upsets you and affects your game, then you shouldn't be there in the first place. That's so true. So, yeah. yeah. You've got to own your shit. Yeah. You know, if you're good at something, you think, I can do this. I don't, it doesn't matter if you think I'm good or bad. When we box, my coach said, ignore the press, good or bad. Because when they say good things about you, they don't know anything don't about you, they're saying something nice. When they say bad things about you, it's exactly the same rule. Mm. Ignore, you know what you're capable of doing. Your people at your work with know what you're capable of doing. That's your validation. And if what you're doing attracts attention, makes you successful in, in the field you're in. People just want to put you down again. Good. Yeah. But you've got to learn to put the barrier there. And I'm not saying tell everybody to do one. 
Mm. What I'm saying is, now to deal with them, put me yeah. in the perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the people that used to say I was rubbish, I'd never do anything. Yeah. And then when I became world champion, I slapped them on the yeah. back. I could easily say, you said this, that, and it about me. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. The, the I, mind, I did, the, there was no need to. The mind is built for survival. And it's like, we, we should persevere and push through those those moments where we don't really feel like doing mm. like going to the gym in the morning or yeah, but it's, you know, it, it's getting it's on with the habit. day it's a habit yeah. unfortunate that we choose it's easier to think negatively than, than positively mm. and and our mind you know it's, it's a pinball flying about our head and we settle in in something ha that happened at home or with our wife or with with our kids or whatever and we're not used to dealing with the, the upset and pain so all of a sudden god i'm depressed i'm like what should i do how can I deal with this? So we've weird, got to learn. To, we've got to learn to work our brain, work that muscle. Yeah. Train that muscle. Mm -hmm. We're distracted by living on our phones. We're distracted by distracted by playing on the Nintendo. We we find things to distract us from actually dealing. It's making that stronger. Yeah. No matter how much you go to the gym. That's such a. That's probably what you, the way you just explained all that in the last sort of ten minutes is probably the most rounded, fair like neutral way to handle yourself as a yeah. human. I think that's a, because most people will go one of the other extremes. And yeah. I think you're right. When these people are writing stuff, they've, they're anonymous for the most part. Yeah. And it's like, if, if you were face to face, they'd re, um, respond how that guy Social media, social media has developed a nation of cowards. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And victims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I call them keyboard done. soldiers. So, yeah, so, so therefore you, you've got to, th and it's, there's, there's not many people, as I said, that know they're special. So the majority of people you're going to come across don't, I don't think like you don't have that your that positivity that that that, that knowledge of their special mm -hmm. so you're going to come across more negatives than positives but, but is it how does that work is it, surely it's so much easier to be positive nice happy I mean I'm James always says I'm always very optimistic but surely it I always think it's easier it's much easier to be positive nice than yeah. negative or because negative but, but what happens so when you've like, come across one negative two negative, three negative, four, you're thinking, oh my God, the whole world's like this. Mm. You know, but it doesn't matter what they're like, it's what you, you're like. Mm -hmm. And the people that know you, that are around you, you're going to surround yourself with like-minded people. And, and, and if, if you're going to listen to anybody, you're going to listen to your people around you. Yeah. And, and, and if you don't know them personally, don't take it personal. Yeah. That's well, it. Don't know them personally, but, personally. The strength of your mindset has is, is, is got you to the successes in your life. And I want to touch upon the, some of your accolades as, as a boxer. And I've written them down just because... Longest uh, ever, wanna, uh, yeah, longest running right. cruiserweight yeah. ever, right? Longest reigning cruiserweight champion. Yeah. Defended your world championship against 13 different fighters. Holds the joint record for the most consecutive title defences more than any other cruiserweight champion. Like... That alone. So, so you look at and the you still hold those those titles. Yeah, so down, you look at so the number it's... I finished on thirteen top world title defenses. The guy that's joined, he didn't really. No, he didn't really. So, so, so I had thirteen amateur fights. I won three. I retired, <clears> making thirteen world title defenses for nearly seven years. Right, that that was my job. That's what I that's what I did because once the penny had dropped, I believed in me. Yeah. yeah, and and and, and Pete, the reason why it's a bigger deal is because publicly, I was humiliated. Publicly, I was slagged down. Publicly, people said you are rubbish. Mm -hmm. When I had my first world title fight in the newspapers, not many people buy newspapers now. They'd have little cartoons uh, with a joke on, and I can remember after the world's first world title fight, there was a cartoon about me in it, and it oh, was a, there was a guy in a bed. He'd been in a coma for ten years, and they put the Johnny Nelson fight on. And he woke up to turn it off. 
No way. Oh, my God. Now, now this is like oh, another job. Wow. What I'm saying to you is, and I think, and I, when I came reading, I thought, yeah, that's heavy. Bastards. Man. Yeah. yeah. But, and then it made me understand when we laugh and joke and take the mick out of somebody, it's somebody's son, daughter, brother, sister, father, you know, whatever. It's somebody. And so everybody has feelings. So it's a case of, again, you've got to go through experiences, good and bad, to get wisdom. So when the, the bad things are happening, it's how you deal with it. If you ask anybody that's left school, you ask them what attribute from school works for you in today's life, apart from reading and writing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. your, your, your education started when you left school. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that, and you, so you've got to be around that mentor that brings the best out in you. Yeah. You know, that makes you, gives you the opportunity to look at things differently mm -hmm. and look at life differently. Do you need one personally as you did? Because I, I sort of look online, I didn't have one when I was younger. Now when I look up to people, I, I actually look at like Mike Tyson, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan um, and, and Steve Harvey. They're the sort Elon of- Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. Okay, yeah. they're five, yeah. They're the sort of pillars I look up to who I kind of like pretty much everything they say and what they stand for. Yeah. Andrew Tate, you love Andrew Tate? No, you? I don't mind him, but I don't love yeah. him. But I'm just saying, do you think that like younger people now can look up to someone they see online or do they need someone there like you uh, did? Well, I, I, for me, I, listen, I don't have a script. I don't, you can always remember the truth. You can't remember a lie. And, and remember that, man. I, I was, I was, <laughs> I was fortunate to be, I have, have somebody so special in Brendan Ingle in my town, in my city. Yeah. He was from Dublin, a little place called Rings End in Dublin. Right. He moved from Dublin and married a, married a Protestant. And so all the, 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 for him to end up there in Sheffield, in the city where I live, for me to find him, you know, and for, and for, for him to be the one that actually works for me, you know, actually, to me, that made a difference to me. Mm. Now, now, what happens is, You'll have people, your loved ones, like your parents or something like that, that might say something from what, from their perspective, and it might be detrimental to what you're doing or how you're thinking. And they're not trying to be mean. Some people, some may be jealous and or, or envious, but they're not. They're not trying to be mean. They may just not see what you see. Mm. I can remember Ali was talking about when he boxed Foreman, and he looked at his own. He was walking. And he was really tall and, 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 and everybody else was small. And he could see above me on the clouds and the people below the clouds could see the little potholes, could see every little nook and cranny. And they're saying, Ollie, be careful. No, no, be careful. But because he could see further, yeah. the little things that they worried about, that were yeah. a big deal to them. Yeah. He, he, did, he, actually, he, he could see further. He understood. Yeah. He didn't make a difference. Yeah. What I'm saying is your, your parents or somebody that's not meant, doesn't meant to, mean to me, horrible to you they're just seeing it from them from their perspective yeah yeah nearly, and, like nearly all advice yeah, yeah 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 and so so therefore what happens is you're thinking well god why do you say that so all of a sudden you think well maybe i'm getting it wrong because like my mother's actually said that mm -hmm. they just don't see your dream yeah. we're born individual we die yeah, individual definitely we our experiences are, are our experiences our dreams are our dreams yeah our dreams could be someone else's nightmare yeah so when our loved ones can't see our vision what we see what we want yeah. That's not bad. It's just that they don't see what you see. Yeah, it's yeah. so important who you take advice from. There's yeah. some really good quotes. I can never remember them, but like be careful of the man that you take advice from because, you know, you want to live by someone who leads by that example. Yeah. But also, like you say, it's a very subjective life that they're living. So your family might not always give you the best advice. Yes, they might you... not. And that's what I'm saying. So, And it's the hardest thing because it's your family, you love them. Yeah. And it's not that they're being mean. No. Or some one or two members of your family might be jealous yeah. Yeah. Or, or envious, but they're not being mean. They just know you as that little boy. 
mm. growing up in their yeah, house, yeah, yeah. and they're, they t- they're talking from their perspective. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I was the first one to achieve the kind of thing I achieved yeah. in my family. Yeah. Right. When I go home, I'm still Johnny. Yeah. When I used to go to my mum's house, she said, Johnny, go and get me some biscuits, stand And I'm like, oh, I'm world champion. <laughs> I, she moved to London and, and we were walking. We came out of the flat, we were walking. She lived in Dulwich. As we're walking down the road, it was the summer. These bifold doors were open at this restaurant. I'm still Johnny. Uh, cry baby Johnny used to piss to Ben till he was nine years old I'm crying so, I did that as well this, I shouldn't have, shouldn't have. anyway so uh, so, <laughs> so, so I'm walking with mum and these these boxing fans were in the in the in the restaurant oh my god Johnny Nelson's there and they all run out my mum's like stop it what has he done what have you done again Johnny I'm like mum is cool mum it's yeah. alright mum because you're still yeah. that little boy at home yeah, yeah. I, and I love that I love yeah. the fact that my mum's. She doesn't. She she didn't get it. She didn't actually. I was still Johnny at home. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want them blown up my ass. I'm, I want to treat me like Johnny. Yeah. So so outside when you're outside, you know they might slap me on the back saying, "Oh my God, you're a legend," and all this sort of stuff. At home, my sister could beat me up when yeah. I was yeah. younger. Yeah. And I was like I was like the proper crybaby out of everybody. Yeah. And my brother used to say to me, "How did you end up boxing?" Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, he always cried at everything, and but that's just. So, so your your circle, your tight circle, you keep that treasure yeah, there. Yeah. And unfortunately, what happens is human it nature. Never changes, it never changes. Yeah, it never changed that. And people that are trying to tap in and break into that, if they can't get through to you, they'll get through to somebody you love, and that somebody you love will vouch for that somebody. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, but you got to keep your tight your, your your circle tight. Yeah, and that's why it's so important to be all right, like we were saying earlier, to have your own thought process in your own mind. Yeah. Because I find nearly if I would go and ask for advice you can rely on starting to ask people. And then you have all these other voices in your head. And even though they mean well, yeah. it's from their perspective. And you're the only one who can be accountable for your own decisions. <laughs> so like, what, what would you, so, all right, look, you've killed it. I remember hearing your name all the time, you know, like at school and after, like you've killed it in life and you're 56 right now. Yeah, 56 next January, yeah. 50, so 55 now. Like what is, you know. Steal my question. Oh, go on. Like what is, you know, it's sort of like a twofold question, kind of what do you think is purpose? Fine, and I know yeah. purpose, I don't really like that word, but you know, what is it you're sort of planning for the future for like your own happiness and, you know, outside of the normal things? And like, what would you say your sort of purpose is? It goes is a little now? bit feminine and sensitive now. Oh, no, right. because you've got such a good <laughs> yeah. understanding yeah. As, a, as a man and That's, as a human. Exactly what in I was all, say. all these, yeah. like, as, as not winning and not just winning at the beginning and then turning and then being the longest reigning cruiserweight. Yeah. You've got uh, not many people on this planet have this perspective that you have on life and experience, yeah. you know, and I'd love to know, you know, what is it next for you that you're going to do that's going to like, you know, keep your so, brain so, just... So how I... I think everybody's put on this earth for a, re- for a reason. Mm. I've gone through some, I could tell you some horrendous things that I went to. They were horrendous to me. They might not be to other people in worse conditions, right. but it, they made me, my mindset the way it is. I'm not a jealous person. I think if, if, if you choose something that's not me, then, then that's how it is. That's your choice. Mm. Uh, so I look at things differently. Once I retired from boxing, it was hard because I had to adjust to being a civilian. I felt lost. I felt like somebody had stolen something like a day out of the week. You don't know who to blame. You know something's missing, but you don't know what it is. Mm. So you felt lost. But then you, and boxing teaches you to stand on the door of a club unless you're going to be a coach. So you're like a school leaver once you've lost. So you've got to start all over again. Right. It affects your, your, your home life and everything is affected because your relationships and the dynamics of the people that are at home all the time taking care of you, all of a sudden you're, it's more intense. So you've got to look at things differently. Once I got my head around that and once, you know, I'd been through that period of, of mourning, should I say, 
you know, most sportsmen and women, once they retire within five years, it's drink, drugs, gambling, um, uh, whatever. There's Do you drink? Some, not really. I'd have a drink. But but what happens is they're looking for that same rush, that same yeah. intensity that yeah. they had when they did this. They're never going to find it. Mm. So you've got to accept. You know, you've had your, you've had your slot, but then you give yourself a plan. Now each 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 time I've given myself a ten year plan. Once I turn fifty, I've got a ten year plan. You know, and for, for when I'm fit, I'll keep fit, leave uh, eat well. Uh, um, um, take care of myself and take care of my family. When I'm 60, I'll do the same. My job is, what I've been through in life, for it to stay with me, I think, well, that's a waste. When I look at, oh, I came out Luther Vandross died. <clears throat> Luther Vandross, amazing voice, amazing yeah. singer. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when, <clears throat> when Brendan passed away. I remember Nelson Mandela, people passing away and the knowledge and the experience that yeah. they've had in life has died with them. Or has it? Depends they've if passed, they've passed it on. They've left so their they've legacy. On. Yeah. Yeah. So they've passed their legacy on. And when that legacy's passed on, you know, we learn. We, we learn from history. How does history come from? That's his story. Mm -hmm. So he's telling you his story, his experiences of life. My job, I'm around, I'm here now. So the stuff that I learn, the mistakes I made, the success and failures I had, the, 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 the lessons I've, I've had, it's my job to pass on and inspire others. Yeah. That's my job. Okay. Yeah. So when I'm telling you stuff, my, what's my purpose? My purpose is to inspire others because yeah. I've achieved what I've wanted to achieve. Anything I've wanted, I've actually achieved it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, so I enjoy. And that's what really makes you happy, now. Yeah, it makes yeah. me so happy because Brendan did it for me. Yeah. And I was one of many, and it wasn't just producing champion championship fighters. He helped people that that turn then boys into men, girls mm -hmm. into uh, women. You know, help them understand and look at life differently. At his funeral, yeah, they had the cathedral. His, his funeral was at the cathedral. The amount of people in Sheffield that turned out, it was like like the Queen's funeral. Right, and you met all these people saying, "Oh, Brendan was such a nice guy." I'm like, when did he have time to meet all these people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I he yeah. had five kids. Yeah, he had a wife. He had the gym. In the gym, he had all the kids in the gym, all their problems, all their family's problems. But then all these people are coming to me. It's changing so many yeah. lives. So, so all of a sudden, uh, that I thought, you know what? This guy, his legacy's not dead. Mm. Yeah. You know, he's not, now, now I listen, I've learned a lot from him. I am no angel, but I know for a fact my job is to pass on what I've learned yeah. to inspire somebody else. Yeah, right. And, you're, and you're maybe one of back. those somebody else's will do exactly the same thing. Yeah. This is how we evolve. This yeah. is how our life I goes I think the world becomes a better place and people become better overall. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you're you're doing that now. Like I think uh, I read that you're going to different prisons. Yeah, and uh, you know, speaking with the inmates about how to yes. be better in themselves. Yeah, so so Brendan, Brendan used to take the lads to the prison to prison um, to to, and he'd had an arrangement with a couple of prisons in in and around uh, North Yorkshire. And he said to us when we were training, and we do exhibitions in working men club in working men's club, and he said to the people watching, right. You can hit them, as in us, but they can't hit you back. <laughs> then he turned to us and said, boys, if you get hit, whose fault is it? We knew the answer. It's our own fault. Yeah. So our job is to slip, 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 miss. So, so, so if you fight somebody that doesn't know how to fight, they're the best people to learn of because you've got to read the unpredictable. Yeah. 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 And so that was improving us as fighters. It was giving a reality check for the people that were watching, thinking, oh my God, it's fucking great. I couldn't touch him. <laughs> You'd be getting in there with big miners that are trying to whack away, in, and, and, but they're slipping, they can't hit you, and they're yeah. right in front of them. So we were learning. So Brendan then took us to prison. 
And Brendan would take us into the prison. Again, these prisoners inside the prison, they'd have like, they'd be told six weeks. The prisoners would pay two pound to go and watch, watch what we're doing in the gym. Uh, and they'd sit down. We'd get a ring set up in the gym. Certain prisoners, they'd pay 10 pound, which would go to a charity, uh, out of the wages that they're making in prison, to, to spar. So you'd get six prisoners that, that, that actually got in the ring to spar with us all. Now, and they're all shapes and sizes. I mean, these guys, all they can do is eat and train. So they look like proper pie yeah. munchers. That's all they thought about. Yeah, yeah. So for them, it was, it was their world title. For us, it was like a snippet a few hours inside a prison thinking, shit. Yeah. So, so we'd go in and think, fuck, who's got him? Who's got him? Yeah. Who's got him? <laughs> I had got a big black guy from Manchester. He'd done, t- he'd kill somebody. And like, I'm looking, thinking, this guy is massive. <laughs> Fuck. And he's, and he's a fucking man. And he don't want to be showing up <laughs> in front of everybody. So, so you've got to be cool, man. Yeah. And Brennan said to us, listen to me. If you get hit, it's your own fault. Be smart, be on your wits, whatever. Yeah. Now, you know most people can fight for about 1 minute 35 seconds. Yeah. After that, they're yeah. <laughs> making work. So it's we, the crazy yeah, thing we, about boxing. Yeah, we get in there, we yeah. slip, slip, yeah. slip. And the prisoners are going wild, they're loving it. Yeah. The guy's loving they're it. They're throwing everything. They're doing it. Yeah. And then what he would do is, Brennan, when we stopped, and Brennan was like the Pied Piper. He started talking to the prisoners. I'm talking, we're talking about three or 400 prisoners inside the gymnasium around oh. the ring. And he started talking to them, giving them examples of how life could be, shouldn't be, should be, uh, and, and, and how they've made choices in life. Mm-hmm. And how we were no different from them, but they made a choice in life how life could be so different. And he's talking to him, and it, you couldn't hear a pin drop. Guy was brilliant. I mean, well, every prisoner yeah. did it, and you thought, these guys are, why the hell would they listen to this little white Irish fella? You know, he's got about, he's got about 12 boxers, big black guys, little Asian guys, little white guys, women, they're thinking, how was he doing that? Mm. So then, obviously, Brendan passed away. As Brendan passed away, I thought, as I, after, after he passed away, I'm going to do what Brendan did. So I got in touch with the prisons to say, look, can I come in and, and talk to them? Uh, he said, well, unfortunately now, because legislation has changed, you can't, we can't encourage violence. You can't come in and spar because it's like you're right. teaching them. The, the, I went, no problem, let me just come in and talk to them. Let me just come in. Yeah. So I'd go into prisons. Uh, at one point I had um, some school kids. I'd work at school one day a week. Uh, every school has a 10% of, of, of the, it, its students that you can't mix with the other kids because they're disruptive. My class was never empty. The first day I went in, uh, I said to the kids, I'm not a teacher. So if you fuck with me, I will bump into you. And they're like, <laughs> and the teacher's like, the teacher's, the teacher's like yeah. in the back. Oh my God, I can't remember. <laughs> but I had it. Yeah. And so every week, we'd do one week in and one week out. One week we'd, 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 we'd talk about what we did last week. We'd go to a factory where people were doing 12-hour shifts making sandwiches. We'd go to a football ground where footballers were, were training and, and they'd fly, drive off in the flash cars. Uh, we'd go everywhere. Every, every other week we'd That's go. So and then the week after, we'd talk about what we saw and what we thought. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm inspiring these kids to think, mm. I want to do that. I don't want to do that. Mm. I want to do that. And at the end of each term, we'd go to a prison. Mm. The reality check, because these kids, they've probably got a relative or something that's in prison, that's glorifying prison life. Mm-hmm. Now, the last time we did it, and again, they've stopped us from doing that, so I've got to go in by myself. The 12 prisoners, during the last two years of their sentence, they've all committed all types of crime. And they've got a card. So when we get to the prison, the, the governor says, right, listen, Mr. Nelson, I'm your, I'm, kids, I'm your point of call now. Ignore Mr. Nelson. 
and you take them through the, where the prisoners got certain, when they check into prison, tap them down, take all the stuff off and bounce off them. So, so through that whole through, experience. Walk yeah. them through the prison. We walk past the prison yard. The prison like, you little shit, all, all this stuff, everything. These prisoners giving him shit. It's a reality check. If you go into prison, mm. you think, fuck, I can yeah. get out of here. But high fence and everything. These kids are intimidated by something they think is glamorous. Mm. They go into the cells and then we go into a room. It's 12 prisoners that have committed all these crimes. And they then talk to us about their crime and how who it affected, not just their victims. The whole family. The whole family. And how they were at the same age as the kids they're sat in front of. Yeah, you know? you're, it's amazing how you're showing these kids the, the life yeah. that they can have. Yeah, that's and, and a real difference. And then also putting that fear factor in and be like, well, if you do choose the wrong path, yeah. this is what, this where, is where you can, yeah. Yeah, this so where you can end up. That's people glamorising prisons sure. here. These prisoners are saying, you know, one, as it, on the last one when I took the kids in, a prisoner said, standard prison... Um, issue when you come in it's a soap toothpaste uh he's named a few things and he finished off with and a condom the kids are like huh and so as you said nobody tells you that do they because they know it happens yeah and they've got to look out for your safety as part of standing when you go into prison they're the things you're given wow and because it happens, that's yeah. more America, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, as no, far no, as no, no, no. Like, this was in this was in, in the UK. In the UK. Well, like Feltham, yeah, no, th- it wasn't Feltham. This was Pentonville. Uh, Pentonville's like a holding prison. Yeah, so, so, don't so, get too excited. So, right, so, what, so what I'm saying to you, <laughs> what I'm saying to you is that alone, and it was it was brilliant. How we, when he said yeah. the kids like, yeah, what did uh, that so huh? confused. And yeah. then we got in the bus. The kids were like, it was quiet. They went, fuck that, don't fuck you. I said, what are you gonna do? If you was in this, his cell yeah. and he wanted you, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. It happens, but they don't talk about it. Yeah. I was listening so, to... So it's just a reality check yeah. Yeah. of the situation. Where, so so then, kids are like, I, I don't want that. It, it, yeah. Hum, I, was a, I was hearing <laughs> that, that Brian, 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 Brian McFarlane, who he did this Fire Freeze Festival, whatever. He did Fire Festival. Remember that documentary on Netflix? Where yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, so he got He's four years in prison now. Oh, right. He got four years in prison, right? And he got seven months in solitary confinement for trying to do a podcast. And, in prison. <laughs> and, and, and one of the guys, uh, a young guy who they called his brother, came into the prison who looked like him, just a like, young guy, 34 or whatever, came into the prison. And he was so scared. Everyone could see he was scared. So he got some money through the prison and he paid one of the gangs to look after him. Yeah. That night, that the lead gang member put him in his cell and they said all they could hear the next day was him getting raped. Yeah. And there's like nothing that they could do. And yeah. then he told the police and then the, the, the day after, or the week after, it's all in his face was slashed and he just disappeared. So yeah, yeah. And that, and that's, so right. what I'm saying it's is like, fuck, these that, that, stories, they're impo- see, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, these stories are important yeah. tough to because, because the, there's yeah. an element of, yeah. so remember, if you're, you're a kid and your uncle or your brother or whatever, someone's got sent inside, they're not going to tell you they're crying in the cell. Yeah. They're not going to say, fucking, you got raped. But they're not going to tell you these things. Yeah. And so therefore, kids are thinking prison's easy. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it happens to everybody, but yeah. what I'm saying is it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and it's giving people a reality check on thinking, and a lesson. I don't want yeah. that life. Yeah. I don't even want the chance of that person being me. Yeah. And and so so and that's where it was. So so now when I go into prisons, I've got going by myself. When I go in by myself, I'll, next time I'm going, I'm, I'm going to bring kids that that have been in prison, other individuals that have been in prison that have got a different story to tell. Mm-hmm. And so they understand. They think, you know what? I can recognize myself in him. I can recognize myself. Yeah. So the prisoners yeah. then realize they've got choices. Yeah. They realize. They've got decision making to do. They didn't realize their thinking might be upside down. 
Mm-hmm. And and when you do that, that's when you actually you, it makes a difference. So we've done two two prisons at the moment. We've got another two left. I'll probably do it before the end of March. And I'm trying to set something up with the prison service where every other month we go in prisons up and down the country to just do a talk for them. Amazing. That's amazing. Uh, that's, yeah. Jay, that's so good, man. That's such a positive thing. That's what, so good. What were the uh, the temptations uh, for, for for you, you know, going through your boxing career that you thought, you know, you could get sidetracked? Uh, well, I can remember when I boxed in Melbourne, Australia, the promoter asked me... Um, to try and buy because you're, you're getting you're yeah. getting money at this to try point, you know, yeah. right. you know oh, to really? basically to lose oh, shit. because oh, they've not done their homework they looked at the record uh, they saw a box for a title previously drawn and lost so I thought perfect opponent for the guy they're building up I get there like you guys fucking hell he's bigger than what I thought Yeah. so the promoter came down to the hotel and basically said how much would it cost you to cost me to oh, shit. Uh, Take for you to, to, for you to, to not win <laughs> And I just said, and one thing I was taught by Brennan was, money's not my God. Yeah. And I said, nah, you couldn't afford me, mate. Yeah. You know, there's no price. <laughs> and so, so these things are offered. Drugs are offered. Um, You've done uh, well not to fall into that side of things because yeah. everyone that I've spoken to who's, you know, you speak to someone like Robbie Williams or, yeah. you know, Michael Jackson, you imagine the life they have. Yeah. To come down, and we've all lived like a smaller, different version of having this, am- am- whether it's you on a film set or boxing, or you have this amazing time. And then to just be sitting doors and, and not do a lot yeah. is such a so to not go into any of those things. If yeah, but, but 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 it's how you treat the people on your way up. Mm. You will meet those people again on your way down. Yeah, and those people, the power they didn't have on your way up, will have twice as much yeah, power on your yeah, way, way, down. way down. So yeah. how you are yeah. with them, that tells you all. That's so true. Brennan always said, money does not define. Does not, it's not. Listen, money's not your god. He said, money doesn't change you. Money just intensifies yeah. who you are. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a little shit, yeah. then the money will show up as shit. shit you are. Yeah. There's a really good quote yeah. that money money shouldn't make you different. It should just make a difference. Yeah, it just and, and that, that's that, so nice. and that's and that's what it is. So yeah. it's not about money, it's about the individual. Yeah. And it's about how that individual deals with and looks at life. That's the biggest thing. When I first moved to London from Wales, every every actor I was around was like first thing they were trying to do was survive and yeah. make money yeah. and then the next thing was like okay if they earn money they enjoy themselves and enjoy themselves then they can do the acting yeah. and I just thought I'm just going to flip it I'm going to put money at the end Yes, just put it at the back of the end even when I, I stopped even checking my account because yeah. I have no money so money at the end number four number three was this number one you know yeah. and number one was like focus on exactly what and, that, and, that's, and, that, and that's it so you're enjoying the journey you, you, you've got to survive yeah. to yeah. do something you love yeah. you want to act yeah. you've got to survive to do it so all of a sudden the the, the thing you love the most is put on the back burner because you've got to survive. Yeah. And then it affects the thing you love, love because you can't do it as well as you, can you can't live. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've got to think to yourself, right, this is how I'm going to do this. You've got to just look at things differently. How do I flip it? And if yeah. you look at things differently, yeah. then you get a different result. Do you know what? That's, going, that's, that's the nice tie-in to go back around what you were talking about earlier with the mind and mm-hmm. just tricking your mind a little bit, thinking you need music to go a little bit further, actually take the music out and play, you know, yeah. change yourself. Yeah. They say that a lot of people... Um, if they go to a petrol station, it's a tiny little thing, but everyone will always fill up the petrol twenty pound or thirty pound. Yeah. Just change your mind for a second and fill up twenty five, twenty five pounds yeah. something. Just do something because yeah. it just changes something different. Yeah. 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 And it, so it gets Makes you, you think used, different. Yeah. It gets you used to doing yeah. something different. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we, we we make we have habits, good and bad habits. Yeah, it's just having the, the strength and the courage. You think, nah, I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. And you'll chuckle yeah. to yourself. Exactly. Don't mind if you look like some nutcase. Yeah. You think, I am. Um, so many quotes, isn't there? I want to flip it very quickly. So. Gloves are off. Yeah. Fucking, I mean, you know, absolutely love it. 
gets millions of views all the time. That that must be that must be so exciting for you to I, do. I, you know, the gloves are off. So <clears throat> I was going to say, what is your like? We've seen loads of moments. What's your favorite? Right. I, obviously, I've got a few. How did so, it come about though? The first so one? basically, the gloves are off. It is from um, Jim Chat, Jim Talk. So so when we're in the gym, okay, what happens is. Uh, uh, and, and, and mo- not just boxing, I'm quite sure in the dressing room of a football, football team or whatever, in that normal gym banter conversation is like, oh, my favorite fan is like, oh my God, you see what you said to him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but when, and I know when we were in the gym, that's what it was like. So so there, so then it's trying to create that gym chat Yeah. In pub- with public. Then the, when the public see it, it's a big deal to them. Yeah. But For it's everyone. actually not a big deal to us. Right. Now, in our gym, you know, thank you. In, in our gym, uh, we... Um, Thank you. In our gym, we we uh, and that's just how it was. Now 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 in in with the gloves are off, they want to create that kind of scenario, right? To get fighters together because when you have got fighters there and they're talking fight, they're talking boxing, then you think, oh my god, I can't believe he's just said that to yeah. me. Yeah, it's because a big he's part a, of the build. He, up, he or huh? she is a star yeah. to us. Yeah. yeah. So and that was the whole point. Now the one that stood out to me when you knew this program was special was Carl Froch. And George Groves. Oh, George Groves, yeah. yeah. Do you remember they were going the ball? Yeah. It's the because handshake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the handshake yeah. when he pulled yeah. him in. Push and pull and him. he pulled him in. And he goes, anyone can pull yeah. a man. Yeah, because, because George, up to that point, yeah. Carl's a funny guy. Carl's a, Carl's a very, his humour's very dry. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's one of my favourites. And uh, his humour's very dry. And George is very good at winding people up. Right, yeah. And so, so they boxed the first time. Carl dismissed him, thought it was nothing, almost yeah. lost the fight. Almost. Second yeah. time now, George is there thinking, I've got this guy's number. So he's being smart with a smart ass answer. He knows he, he's saying stuff that's getting into Carl's head. Carl's being seen a sports psychologist and, and George is trying to take the piss out of him. And then George, I said, boys, we're going to get a handshake. George put his hand out. Yeah, and got his hand. He squeezed his hand to yeah. pull him. He goes, are we going to shake hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We get yeah. To pull him. And as he pulled Excellent. him, Carl snapped. And Carl was like that kid from Nottingham. Yeah. That's not having nobody mess with him. We can all have a push and a pull. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Oh. Yeah. And everybody, all you can hear in the, in the gallery is, oh shit. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> that's amazing. Got but you know the weird thing about yeah. it, this is, it's like, I would love to do something like that because it'd be so much fun. Like, your position, you've almost got to, I think, you know, I'm thinking about Sky Sports in the background, you've almost got to kind of wind them up in a way or get them to react. You know, imagine if you. Look at the Dillian White situation. You know, imagine if something actually really bad happened. No, yeah, 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 yeah. you're in the game. Was that Chisora one? Huh? Was that Chisora? Yeah, so yeah. basically, in doing that job, you've got to understand fighters, yeah. fight language. You've mm. got to understand. You've got it because realistically, if if you were, if I was in the middle, and I didn't know, and not done it, so I didn't understand fight language, fight culture, then those two, I'm not going to get the best out of them. Yeah, because they know. They, they know I don't know that they're taking a piss or chatting shit. Yeah. So my job now is to is to be between them and actually read the room and understand. If I feel like he's chatting garbage, I've got to pull him out, pull it out of him. If he thinks, yeah, we us two against you, I've got to talk. I'm going to talk to him, but then all of a sudden put the question to him. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. what the fuck? So it's just it's just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Being shit stirring. In a subtle, <laughs> yeah, way. but, but you're, 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 you are such yeah. a balance. Really. Yeah, now sometimes the fighters turn on you yeah, and say, "Well, yeah. what have you done?" I say, "It's not about me." I, <laughs> I love that. You know, so you've got to have yeah. the bottle to hold yourself. Yeah, you've got to have the bottle to to know what you're talking about. Mm. 
if it's put on you to understand yeah. box, that to understand I've, I've seen you I've seen you do it as well because they're talking to you about how, yeah. how how much they're gonna do and you're yeah. like you don't need to tell me that's what I'm saying when you do that then all of a sudden it makes them either feel uncomfortable or yeah. they're really thinking I know oh, what yeah. Nelson's doing yeah and, yeah and and that's why now the worst one who's the scariest yeah uh, who, who's Dylan, the scariest? Dylan White and Chisora. uh Derek Chisora, yeah. where they had to switch your cameras off because he's quite known to his new Chisora. Yeah, Derek, Derek, I actually... They're both Both fighters. I've met him a few times. When they first came on the scene, I didn't like either of them when they first came on the scene. Now, I really like the both of them. Yeah. Because they remind me of my crazy elder brother. Uh, (laughs) And and so Dylan Dylan and and Derek now, they're they're proper raw, these boys. They're proper raw. Yeah, raw. So so Dylan's winding him up, winding up. Derek is like, he's got that proper madman... Chuckle on him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just switches, then yeah. all of a sudden, the glass went out, whoop, threw the glass at him, and then the camera to go off. Water all over the place. Now the camera's off, you can hear screaming and everything. Yeah, yeah. it's water all over the place. D- Dylan jumped up, dived on him, and as he dived on him, Derek bit his chest. Dylan oh, screamed. Shit. If you're a man, scream, yeah, yeah. he screamed. Yeah. Right. We're trying to pull him off, pull him off each other. They're on the floor, we're slipping all over the place. The security guy shut the door in the studio. So they couldn't leave. Yeah, so, so I'm like, open the fucking door! <laughs> and, and, he's, uh, and he's like, I'm containing it. I went, no, where is it? Uh, yeah. So you're dragging him apart and Derek's like laughing as this is happening. Like a, a mean kind of laugh. Yeah. Dylan's trying to kill him. He's trying to batter him. And, um, wow. and uh, so we get him apart, get Dylan out of the studio. Now Dylan's boys are outside the studio now because they want to get in. Because they've just, he's just they jumped they out. Hear it, yeah. And they're going mad. I'm like, boys, come on, boys. You got. And uh, there's a guy, a guy called, I can't remember the name, I think it was Zeke. Dylan, like, Dylan it was like a, 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 a Bond villain. Zeke, get him. I'm like, what the fuck's that? Was <laughs> Zeke, boom, marching to the door, like watching down that hallway there. Just get him. I'm like, fuck. I went, Dylan, no, no. So I ran in front of Zeke where the door was. And uh, Zeke turned around to him. And, and, and he went, get him. I'm like, where the voice come from? Boom. My man's walking to the door. I thought, what are you going to do? So yeah. you're going to do something. I went, Dill, call off your man. The cops are going to come. Trust me. Zeke turned around. Dennis went, he turned around like a robot. So boom. They all just stopped it. Went. Because everybody was screaming. Yeah. Because you got two big black yeah. heavyweights fighting. Who's going to stop him? Yeah. But it's a big so, fight on the line. There's yeah. money on the line. There's yeah. Like, you know, yeah. But it's a big yeah. fight. Yeah. 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 Trust me. Because yeah. these man. They're big boys. Yeah, they're big boys. Yeah. And really, they don't care about etiquette. No, yeah, no. they're, they're no. street they're boys. Raw. They're, yeah. they're, they're raw. When, he, when, when you were in the middle of them, he said something that, that Dylan was laughing at. He said something along the lines of like, I'm going to like, you know when you have a laxative and it goes through, I'm going to go through. Does that even... His facial reaction was perfect. Yeah, that's right. And then he st- when he threw the thing, he, uh, Chisora's gone for him. Dylan's gone for him. I don't, did you, I don't know if you saw it, but I watched it quite a few times. And... The guy that has, has covered Dylan like that, yeah. Dylan's security guard whipped him off, head, yeah. got him in a headlock yeah. and pulled him off. Yeah. So the security guards are sort of fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And then the cameras went off and he's gone behind you. I'm like, what's going on there? That, that's right. And that's why. And so, so and I, fucking I, I've, 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 always said yeah. gloves, I've always said with the gloves are off. Say like you've got this studio here, still beautiful home. What, what you could do is get cameras in each room, each corner there. Yeah. And it's a live stream. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or, or you record the stream. Yeah. Until the show, yeah, and then and then you can see when the fights come in, you can see yeah. them like positioning themselves, like looking at each yeah. other, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can see it all. You're capturing that. Yeah, you send that out as your advert for what's to come. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and if you'd seen all that stuff there, you'd see these guys like two lions, like checking each other yeah. out. Yeah. And you're seeing this, you'd hear no, you can hear the sound of the studio and everybody's talking. Yeah. But that tension but there's no been, show. Yeah, that there's tension. no show, but yeah, you can yeah. see it thinking, fuck, I'm yeah. watching this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and then, yeah. And then you've caught when built. the recording starts. They're flying the wall, that's the culture in. It's gold dust, then, it's so intriguing, yeah, like but the whole then, thing. But then, because you've got each 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 conflicting party there that want to smash each other in. Mm. And But to me, that was like the hairiest. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Joshua, Jerome Mirror, that, yeah, the conversation that was, yeah. there was ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. yo, we can't use this stuff. They started oh, and I mean, bad. Bad. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, you don't really realise how big these guys are. Like, I remember when Julius was here, we were like, right, this is a big guy. And I remember meeting Chisora and he was just in, in the West End and he had sort of long jacket on. Yeah. Shoulders are just like... Came to the yeah. premium, like they this. make me yeah. look small. I, well, I've sat between well, them once. you're a big guy. How tall yeah. are you? I'm six. I was six three. Now I'm six two and a half. It's old age. What I'm saying is, they when we sat there, I've I've, I've seen stuff where I'm sat there and I look like I'm five foot. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. shit. They yeah, never yeah, used to breed them that big. Not at all. They're wide. Yeah, yeah. wide, wide. Yeah, he's wide, just always a big lad. You're like, God, take yeah, it up. But fighters now, they're just huge. Yeah, yeah. They're huge. I'm thinking. I must have had him a really strong. Yeah. Or it's just a different breed of athlete. Yeah. I am going. My my sort of I don't know if anyone's got any more questions. My last question would be um Mine's on Chisora, but Chisora just Christ. the uh yeah, just the how do you how do you what's your thoughts now on it's probably two questions in one. Obviously yeah. Matchroom at Sky Sports changed over to Boxer. Has there been for you is it just normal normal work, you know, normal day, or is there a bit of transition? And I suppose that merging into kind of this new wave of boxing which includes the youtube and that kind of stuff what's your what's your take on that i suppose so matchroom and the, the, the separation between matchroom and sky we're like kids where the parents have split up right uh, okay. we all get on still, yeah yeah but because it was good and it worked yeah, yeah, they all, yeah we all get on still and no matter what you say i think eddie eddie's the best promoter in the world he's he's a yeah. handsome he's smart he's sharp yeah he's he's he knows he's, his boxing he'll sell you a car that hasn't got wheels on yeah and 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 if he's got your back he's got your back he's if coming he on here but jan but so so i rate i rate yeah i, I rate eddie we were we, we were kind of gutted uh that it happened but it wasn't good it, the business between eddie and sky obviously soured mm. so it didn't work out and eddie obviously looked elsewhere to think i'm going to create my own situation Boxer came along. Ben Shalom is a smart cookie. Yeah. He's 27 years old. He's fresh. He's young. He's got a different view on things. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what a YouTuber was, you know, but but he's, he's educating the older generation too because times are changing. Yeah. Times are moving on. Seems like a nice guy. Like he's, that, to, he's, yeah. he's very clever. Yeah. You could yeah. be talking to him and then he just walk off. And what happens is, and you pull him, he said, and his mind's always going. And he said, sorry, you just said something I thought for. He's like, reminds me of Columbo. I don't know if you know Columbo. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, be like, yeah. he'd be walking thinking, yeah, yeah. oh, we could do this. Yeah. Like, and then he's already, he's already yeah. playing I, I, I like the kid. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a nice yeah. kid. Yeah. And he's learning. So look, look, like this year, last year, we had uh, uh, Amir Khan and Kel yeah. The atmosphere in Manchester was mad. Yeah. In some ways, he's, he's yeah. been able to pop it, it, like, it, it yeah. and, and the difference is, he's willing to work with other promoters, right. whereas most promoters aren't willing to yeah. sit together and work They're together. Not, yeah. And so, and and he's and I said to him when he first started, you're going to get your head put down the toilet. They are going to try and shut you out. Those people that don't like each other will team up to get you, mm -hmm. they, because because you are a threat. You are potentially the future. 
So they want to trip you up. They do not want you yeah. to succeed. And he stuck through it. He's got a good little team around him. He's getting his job done. And and I, I, I like his energy. I like, I'm seeing change. I'm in yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. And, He's a trendsetter. And I, yeah, and, and, really and I like it. So I just think, so you've got these YouTubers. Now, I know Jake Paul gets a lot of stick. And he gets a lot of stick because of jealousy. Jake Paul's getting the attention and money that world champions get. Yeah. Guys that have been training to box since five years old. Yeah. Jake Paul has managed to bring a different crowd that follow him. And 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 he can actually fight. Can, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he's good, but he can actually fight. Yeah. You've got some YouTubers that just can't fight. And you think, why are you entertaining? But Jake actually, other fighters could be jealous of him because of the money and the attention he gets. Uh, but he's got... He's got the platform mm -hmm. and, and, he's, and he's teaching other fighters to understand being a good fighter is not enough. You've got to be the whole package. You've got to be a character. Yeah. You've got to be an individual. You've, got to, you've yeah. got to sell yourself, get We're yourself out there, let people know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And then in doing that, let people buy into you so you'll get people that love you or love you. Become a brand. Yeah, become a brand. So he's educating a lot of fighters. A young, the young fighter that's actually got that now after tea, yeah. Danny Garcia. Yeah. He, he's like this kid is like he just reminds me of a YouTuber but he's a wicked little fighter yeah. Yeah. Ryan Garcia yeah, Ryan Garcia yeah. Ryan Garcia yeah. Ryan Garcia wicked little fighter he's amazing yeah. so quick and, yeah, and, and yeah. But, yeah. but he's got that that mentality of that age group yeah. and yeah. I thought and he's, he's the people he attracts are that age group he's agreeing to fight uh, Javante Davis yeah now, but, that, yeah. but what, what I'm saying yeah. to you is Huge. so now he's he, the penny's dropped with him yeah. and people like Jake Paul they've actually inspired other fighters. I was just going to say, yeah, like he's, yeah. he's introducing a whole new crowd into boxing and, and like him or, or hate him, he, he's doing good things yeah. for boxing. He's doing good things for boxing. And he's promoting boxing in, yeah. in such a positive way. And now you've got a lot of ex-fighters that are thinking, God, I hope he calls my name out yeah. because yeah. they're going to get paid yeah. some handsome money. Well, people don't realise yeah. that um, Andrew Tate, you know, really became famous because of calling out Jake Paul. Yeah. Andrew Tate dropped a video a couple of years yeah, ago yeah. smoking a cigar, walking by his Lamborghini and said, Jake Paul, I, I come from this background. I don't have 50 million, but I've got 3 million. I'll fight you any day. And that's the first video that kind of went yeah. viral. With, with, yeah. Uh, with and, that, and that's why it, it basically, regardless of the old school, traditional fight fans, you know, what Jake Paul and people are like are doing is they create, they, they, they're attracting the, new, the next generation of fans. Yeah. 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 And they're their, own, they're their own promoters. Yeah, they're on promo. Yeah. Well, it's just a lesson learned. Yeah, I guess Andrew Tate or Jake, well, they could be pushing younger kids to say, do you know what? I'm going to give this a go now. Yeah. Because, yeah. What, what's your thoughts on the uh, on Trezora Tyson fight? Uh, so I'm not sure when this will be out, so it will have happened by then. Uh, so this is the third time these guys are fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tyson beating him twice already. Mm -hmm. Tyson, this is the Tyson Fury show. Uh, and you can't write a man off and say he ain't got any chance at all but Tyson Fury after saying I'm retired give me half a bill I'll fight again I'll fight XYZ I'm never fighting yeah. again he's he's coming back out to say I'm back so that's it you know and and, and Derek Chisora has the opportunity now people are some are scoffing, scoffing it some aren't if you're a Tyson fan you'll go and watch um, the gate receipts will tell tell you the story of how much of an appetite there is for it yeah. so it's basically to see Tyson Fury fight. I could say to you, name me five Anthony Joshua opponents. And you might struggle if you were the average man in the street, but you, you watch him because it's the Anthony Joshua show. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson Fury, you're watching him because you become a fan of Tyson Fury yeah. and his story. So this, this third fight with Derek 
is the Tyson Fury show to say, look, I'm back. Yeah, I yeah. still think it's like, I, I, a lot give, of boxers I know of, of like, oh my God, why is it happening? This, that. I think it's a, I think it's a flip. I still yeah, think it's a I was going to say. When you compare like actually, you know, just other heavyweight fights out there. All right, it's if it's going to sell out a stadium and, and, you know, they're going to charge 25 quid to watch or whatever, then it's a, there's a different side of it. But I think, you know, it's, they're both characters. There's a yeah. build up. Like I said, it's, it's a Tyson Fury yeah. show and it's, it's one of those things that, you're gonna, I don't know. You're gonna watch if I mean, you're gonna watch enemy if, even if you enjoy it. And you know, I wouldn't rule out Derek completely because every he's, every he's heavyweight got, he's got, got a chance. He's got his he's opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a punch's chance. You can never rule out a heavyweight. Yeah, you know, one, yeah. one mistake and you pay the price. But I like the fact that Tyson. I think a couple of years back, he was he was in Las Vegas and he was saying like, these are gonna be my my next four fights. And Chisora was 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 named as one of them. Oh, was he? And okay. then and then he went into retirement. And I think that was just a publicity stunt, yeah. um, which marketed him in a, an amazing way. But he's he's sticking to his word, and and he's fighting the people that he wants to fight. He said he's going to fight Dylan. He said he's going to fight Chisora, and so it's happening. And so that's why people are drawn to Tyson Fury, like you said, it's the Tyson Fury show, and. I think it's going to be a good fight, yeah. really good fight. Yeah. And, and Chisora's got a puncher's chance for sure. I would want you to ask something you said right at the beginning. You said um, you went and you sort of like, you know, watch, you watch some of these old fights and it like <clears> takes <throat> you back to the place you said you like married and this and, and, and how things sort of change when you now look back. Like what's that nostalgia feeling like? And I don't think you would, but would you change anything? Would you, is there any advice no. you'd give to people on the I, way I, up? I wouldn't change anything. All the bad times... Mm. I wouldn't change them because that's maybe the person I am today. Yeah, learning. Yeah. Uh, the good times, I embraced and made every, 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 uh, made the most of everything. I think now when I look back and realize I was better than what I was at, cer at a certain point in my career, I, I, like, I watched my first world title fight. That was in 1990. I was 22, 23 years old. I look at it and think, I want to reach in the screen and slap me across the face. And, Come on, Johnny, that's what it is. There's a thin line between success and failure. Yeah. And if you're on the line of failure, you don't know how close you are to success. And we think, I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to do it. And then when you do it, you think, is that it? Now, I can tell you how to be successful, but I can't show you. Oh, sorry, I can show you, but I can't tell you. Yeah. Right. You know, and, 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 and once you've done it once and you understand what it took, You've got to fail a couple of times before you get it. You think, I know exactly what it takes. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what I've got to do. I know exactly, and I've got to want it enough. Yeah. And I, so I look at that and I think, it's the best thing I ever did. Now, sometimes when I'm trying to give advice or uh, help others, my, my, my loving might be tough love. Uh, but the whole point is, you've got to learn. You've got to want it enough yourself. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much I hold your hand, how much I make it comfortable for you, you've got to want it enough yourself. And when you want it enough, you're almost there. Mm -hmm. So once that desire is there, then you've got to see your path to success. There's a, there's, a win, there's a punch machine there. So say that's life, that's your goal in life. And on your way through life, getting there, you're going to be distracted by family, friends, death, life, money. Uh, TikTok. Well, everything, <laughs> TikTok, social media. And, 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 and what will happen is all these things are taking you off your priority, your aim. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. And so you, you think, oh, I'll just deal with this. Oh, I'll do, just wait a bit. I'll just deal, I'll wait. And all these things are there. You've got to want enough to get there, mm -hmm. to get to that point in life, to make that a priority, to be able to deal with these distractions in life, mm -hmm. but not make them take you off your path in life. Yeah. And so, so, You've got to want it enough. 
It does, and you can't blame people. Yeah. You've got to say, I want this and I know I can do this. You, yeah. you think, how can I do it? And if it makes sense to you, if you can see it, you can achieve it. Mm. If you can believe it, you can smell it. I think I can do that thing there. And because I, I always thought to myself, I, I can remember meeting Linford Christie at the, the sports oh, awards. Linford and I were about the same height, same weight. He'd not got under 10 seconds. And I was not a bad sprinter. And I looked at him, I thought, I can do that. Yeah. Look at the bill of me. I'm sure I could do that. And I'm thinking to myself, thinking, if I did it, why not? With the same bill, same height. So I've just got to go understand the technique, understand what it takes. Now, that might be a silly way of thinking, but that's how I thought. Yeah. I was in a gym of champions. I was trained by the same guy they were trained by. I did the same things they did. So in my head, I thought, why should I not be able to do it? Be able to do it. Yeah. Got a little bit more. Whereas before, it was, I'll never be able to do it. Now my question was, well, why shouldn't I be able to do it? Yeah. I've got everything at hand. I'm going to have to learn. To learn, you're going to make mistakes and be successful in things. Why not? I, you, can, you can achieve anything you want. You've got to want it enough. Yeah. And if you want it enough, you'll figure out a way. When you see the way, you've got to be prepared to pay the price. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, boxing, in boxing, you've got to be selfish. You've got to be stubborn. You've got to be determination. You've got to be determined, but not stupid. You've got to yeah. be honest with yourself. Yeah. I love that level of confidence. Yeah. That's brilliant. And ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Nelson is out of retirement. He's going to fight. They say like reward the uh, the uh, reward the journey, not the um, the journey's not, the best, the, not the result. At the time of the journey, yeah. between here and there, the journey's hard. Yeah, it's hard, but that's 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 the whole story. Yeah. Getting there yeah. when you're there. I remember Barry McGuigan he, when he was boxing. He he said, I want to be world champion. I want to fight for world title. I want to be world champion. Then won the world title. He said, thank you, Mr. Eastwood. Thank you so much. And I was with Brendan and Brendan said, he'll be done in two fights. I said, Brendan, why would you say that? He said, because that was his goal. So so when you've got a hunter's mentality, you know what you're hunting. When you're the hunted... You lose that hunter's mentality. That sharpness, that that hunter's mentality, because you're now the hunted. Mm-hmm. So he said he'll be done within two fights yeah. because he's reached his mountain. Yeah. You've got to make your mountain further than you even imagined. Mm-hmm. So when you reach a goal that might be normal to you, you, you or me, that's like, that's just your first step. Yeah. And, and so you've just got to make your goals. We can reach our goals, but we've got to keep our goals. Yeah. So to keep our goals, you've got to make your goals bigger than what you actually want. Yeah. And you've got to really want it. And and that's where it'll be different. That's where it makes you different from everybody else. Yeah. My my final question, Johnny, is um, who would you love to fight any era? Who who would you love to fight if you had to when you were a professional? I must. I've been asked that before, and I'm thinking, why would I love to fight anybody? Because they'll smash my face. And I'm going like, to fight anybody that's really good. You know, I, lo- I love I love Jack Johnson. I loved I loved Evander Holyfield, but they yeah. they beat me up, so I don't want to fight. Him. Yeah. So so really, I, when I boxed, there was a guy called Juan Carlos Gomez. He was the WBC champion. There was a guy called Alex Gurov. He was IBF champion. I wanted to unify the titles, and I know I could beat the other champions. Mm. And my dad and, would have been a great fight, David, yeah, David yeah. Pierce. Actually, yeah, yeah, that would have been a fucking yeah, so, great so, fight. So, 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 in my head, I wanted to unify the titles and I knew I could beat these guys, but I never had the opportunity. So, but when you're asking me who would you have liked to for, the guys I love would, would kick my ass. Why would I want to get my ass beat? <laughs> yeah. you know, so, so that's yeah, fair enough. So yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's amazing, man. Johnny, you've been so inspiring. 
Um, thank you so much for, yeah. for coming on. Been an absolute pleasure. Body sparring, yeah, boys. Body sparring. <laughs> yeah. Stop, tell, tell stop hitting each other in the head. Body sparring. Body sparring. shit. Shut up, nonsense. Exactly. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Like in, subscribe in. Assess out. Yeah, yeah absolute legend. Soon. Johnny Nelson, thank you very much. Thanks, thank thanks again, Johnny. Cheers. Thank you, mate.